When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is a global original podcast. Can you believe this? I've, I've now put my phone down. I'm about to have my Christmas satsuma. Honestly, that is the smallest satsuma I've ever seen. <laughs> that's, that's a satsuma size. No, it isn't. Bro, it's an easy peeler. It's There's nothing of it. That's one mouthful. Can you taste the difference between a satsuma and like an easy peeler? or a, cause that, What's the difference? Uh, tangerine, satsuma peel. and a tangerine. Can you, can, you ta- <laughs> can you taste the difference? Yeah. Can you? Yeah. I don't bet you can. I have a very crude sense of taste. What do you mean? It means I can't, I, I'd struggle to tell the difference between beef and chicken. What? I have a real, like, I just, I just like, I, if I, basically I have two categories of taste. I either like it or I don't. So, so you, so you can't taste anything? Well, I, I can, but I'm not, it's not, so for example, wine tasting, completely pointless with me. Yeah, well, I put lemonade in mine, so it's pointless with me as well. Actually, no, technically that's not true. I've had this argument with people that always slag me off when I put lemonade in my wine. So red, I, red wine, I don't drink white wine, don't really drink rosé. Red wine, I like with lemonade or Coke. Okay? A cola. What? So the Spanish do this. The Spanish put um, Coca-Cola in red wine. This, this is a Spanish thing. So the, and, and they know their wine. They know their shit when it comes to wine. Yeah. So I like lemonade in mine. So it's a bit, it's a bit like a sangria maybe. So it's nice. It's, it's fresh. In the summer, it's lovely. But people go, oh my God, you're spoiling a good wine. Actually, technically I'm not. If I'm using the same lemonade every time, the wine is going to taste different, isn't it? So I'm going to know what, if, what wine is a good wine or not a good wine because the lemonade is always the same and it's always the same measure. So I still know if it's a good red or not. Yeah, yeah. I think their point, though, is that... You're spoiling a good red with lemonade. With lemonade. Doesn't no, matter I'm not. What... <laughs> no, I'm not. It's, I like that. <laughs> well, of course. Of course. <laughs> so I'm not. It's like when people put ketchup on roast dinners. I don't do that. I put mint sauce on every dinner, though. That's, yeah, but that's kind of... So whether, every dinner? Well, whether, every no, roast no, dinner. Every roast dinner. Oh. Yeah, so whether it's... like a, pizza with a bit of mint sauce. <laughs> oh, lovely. So whether it's beef, whether it's chicken, whether it's turkey, whether yeah. it's pork, even if it's a, a vegan, <laughs> pointless nut roast, I'll still put... In fact, I'll put even more sauce well, yeah. on there because it make it taste better. I'll just have mint sauce. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So anyway, back to you. So you... What do you mean you can't taste much? Yeah, yeah so I'm just... It just doesn't... I just don't have a very fine palate. Like, it's... I'm kind of like... I like it, or I really like it, so or I don't like it. Okay, so you you don't... You, there is a point where you won't like something because you don't like the taste of it. Yeah, but, like, if someone says, oh, can you taste the... Like, if someone gives me... Can you taste the turmeric yeah, in this lovely like, no. curry? I'll be like, no. I can just taste a curry. My mate Dogger... <laughs> <laughs> is this the OAP wrestler? This is the uh, this is the <laughs> over fire. fifty ultimate fighter, <laughs> European champion, legend. So my mate Dogger can't smell. 
So right. he can't really taste. Yeah. So are you? have you got any problems with smelling? No, I can smell. Oh, interesting. I can smell so much. I was 98% sure that someone had shit themselves on the train on the way here. <laughs> they probably had. Honestly, I was like, there's someone in this carriage. And it, you know, it was so strong, I was this close to going and checking myself. At the point of recording this, it is, it's the Christmas period. Yeah. So the likelihood at sort of midday that someone has shit themselves on the train is actually possible. Honestly, honestly though, like surely I was looking around, there was quite a posh guy next to me and I was looking at him and thinking... It could be you. <laughs> Did you have to check yourself? Yeah. I was, like, I was like, 98% sure it wasn't me, but that 2% was niggling. Did you think to yourself, Ted hasn't been in nappies for a while, so I haven't changed a nappy. Why can I smell shit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I looked around and realised there was no one in the carriage. <laughs> it must be me. Oh, you know, no, do you know what the worst bit is? Especially this time of year when all the Christmas parties are happening, is when you get onto a train the morning after the night before. Oh, yeah. And someone's puked in the radiator. And then the oh, radiator is letting off the oh, that is smell. Revolting. Man, that is the worst. I got an absolute bollocking at school once because me and my mate brought in fart spray, <laughs> which is not it doesn't smell like farts at all, yeah. but it is an unpleasant smell. And we, you know, in, in um, old-fashioned schools, they had those great big like fan heaters. Yeah, like, they're huge. Like we used to just we used to sit on them. They were that big. Yeah, and they'd just like have these fans that kind of churn out hot air. Yeah. We basically sprayed it inside one of those. <laughs> like, there couldn't have been the worst place for us to spray it in terms of, like, getting coverage. And they honestly had to close the entire building lower level. Like, there was probably 20 classrooms completely closed. Oh. It was me and my mate's fart spray. You did the old school fart yeah. spray. Classic. Like, it wasn't amazing. just, like, spray it on someone's chair. It was like, we're going to take out the building here. So the other reason that Al was annoyed at me today because I didn't really speak to him. So he, he met me off the train and you waited for me, didn't you? I did. And I, and actually, I shouldn't have. You, well, you were... A waste of time. You were happily there in your Paddington Bear coat eating, uh, <laughs> eating your sandwich, your marmalade sandwich oh, underneath the clock. It, actually, here's a, here's a taste thing, going back to taste. Cheese and marmalade sandwiches. Unbelievable. I suppose that could be a bit like cheese, cheese and, pickle. and pickle or chutney or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly the similar. Plum chutney. Oh, it is re they're really good. I, I mean, Paddington needs to upgrade and have some uh, cheese. Well, if they redo funny. the movie franchise, maybe that's a little twist on it now. I'll throw it at them. He doesn't just like marmalade. He also cheese likes... Cheese and marmalade. Cheese and marmalade, yeah. yeah. Um, so the other reason that I was stressing out is because... Can you believe this? So my wife's hairdryer blew up today. And this is a week after Black Did Friday. Did it actually, like... Oh, you yeah, know, I tried to so say... No, but I did it go... No, it didn't actually blow up, but it was it was about to. So, obviously, as a guy, I had to try it and make sure she hadn't done something wrong. So I looked <laughs> we, at it. I we thought, plugged it in, Charlie. Well, no, but you know, like little <laughs> things like... Have you, have you ever looked down the back of a hairdryer, which is years old, and there's loads of dust in there and loads of follicles and all that sort of stuff? So I had a little blow in there. I can't thought, say I ever have, that, actually. You should. It's disgusting. Um... <laughs> So then I turned it on, and literally there was no noise, but the, the actual element was just bright red. So it was going to go at any point. Yeah. So it is definitely broken. Right. So I was given the task, actually I kind of gave myself the task, of getting her a new hairdryer. What, why thing, did you give yourself that task? Because I don't want to buy one of those stupid, ridiculously priced uh, Dyson ones, <laughs> which are like 300 quid, or some sort of GHD, which I've had a look at, and they're about 150. So basically you've taken control of buying a new hairdryer to take control of... How much is spent? One is spent. <laughs> exactly. Honestly, I love that. And you masked it in a in a in a moment of chivalry, Charlie, darling. Let me. I'll do this for you. I don't mind. And really, <laughs> so I'm now completely selfish motives. <laughs> so today I've mainly been um, researching hair dryers. So mainly, uh, he he means half an hour from walking from the station in in into the building. No, no. When I got on the train. 
It's about, it's about, oh, it's 45, about 45 minutes. minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, first off, right, hair dryers. So, can you believe this? So, my wife's hair dryer blew up today. And this is a week after Black Friday. Did it actually, like... Oh, you know, I tried to so say... No, but I did it go... No, it didn't actually blow up, but it was, it was about to. So... Obviously, as a guy, I had to try it and make sure she hadn't done something wrong. So I looked <laughs> we, at it. I have you thought, plugged it in, Charlie? Well, no, but even like little <laughs> things like, have you, have you ever looked down the back of a hairdryer, which is years old, and there's loads of dust in there and loads of follicles and all that sort of stuff? So I had a little blow in there. I can't say I ever have, actually. Little, you should. It's disgusting. Um, so then I turned it on, and literally there was no noise, but the, the actual element was just bright red. So it was going to go at any point. Yeah. So it is definitely broken. Right. So... I was given the task, actually I kind of gave myself the task of getting her a new hairdryer. What, this, why did you give yourself that task? Because I don't want her buying one of those stupid, ridiculously priced uh, Dyson ones, <laughs> which are like 300 quid, or some sort of GHD, which I've had a look at, and they're about 150. So basically you've taken control of buying a new hairdryer to take control of how much is spent. one is spent. <laughs> exactly. Honestly. I love that. And you masked it in a in a in a moment of chivalry, Charlie, darling. Let me. I'll do this for you. I don't mind. And really, so I'm now completely selfish motives. <laughs> so today I've mainly been um, researching hair dryers. So mainly, uh, he he means half an hour from walking from the station in in into the building. No, no. When I got on the train, so it's about, oh, so 45, it's about forty-five minutes. minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, first off, right, hair dryers. So. Have you ever done this? No. Have I've... you ever researched hair dryers? No. Because for me, it's got three settings of heat and that's it. Yeah. Apparently nowadays there needs to be a cold shot as well. So, um, yeah. <laughs> a cold shot of this. Yeah. A cold so... shot. Just to pause, this falls into the category for me of high frustration. The other day our dishwasher stopped working and we've had the conversation. It hadn't. It just been stacked incorrectly. But the point was, Jen was washing up. She then said, how can you dry up? And I was like, I could waste 20 minutes or 15 minutes drying up, but if I just leave it on the side, it will get dry. Mm. It just dries on its own. Yeah. So to me, this is kind of a similar thing. Like if you just time it right, your hair will just dry. No, don't ever think like that because <laughs> it's not right. I've never, I've never dry, drone, dried, dried. dried my hair with a hair dryer. I used to in the day. But obviously now I haven't got any. When you, when you had it. <laughs> but I can now literally... Maybe that's why you've got no more, because you've just blown it all off. <laughs> that was like a 9,000 watt hairdryer. That was my mistake. <laughs> so, the cold shot is one thing. Okay. Yeah, so let me just go into... Right, what, which one was I looking at? So, you can't go for the cheap one, can you? Because the cheap ones, apparently, it's crap. It won't work as well as the expensive ones. Even though I'm pretty certain... They're all from the same manufacturer and they all blow out the same amount of heat yep. at the same... Right, okay. So, for instance, if I look... Um, so, the, the rating for this, five and a, no, four and a half stars out of five, 290 people have, have been on this. So, this Decent. is the Remington AC9140B. Mm-hmm. Or zero, I don't know. And what colour? Um, well, you can go for midnight or, or you Ooh. can go for rose gold. What does midnight mean? Blue. <laughs> Or black. <laughs> so, rose gold's quite nice, though. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice, yeah. That's cheaper as well. Yeah. I thought that would be more expensive. I mean, when it's all tangled up lying on the bedroom floor, it still <laughs> look nice. They all look the same. <laughs> yeah. It's just white. Yeah, right. Yeah, but when she's got her makeup hands all over it, it'll be brown eventually. Yeah, exactly. And fake tan, yeah. so it doesn't matter. Right. So, let's start with this, whatever it's called. It has locked-in style. So, it's rose gold, is what they're saying. Frizz Freedom. What the fuck is Frizz Freedom? 
I mean, come on. I guess it's when your frizzy hair has freedom to flow. Be hairstyle ready. Get yourself a 24-hour salon-worthy blow-dry with the Prolux hairdryer and say hello to Frizz Freedom with your smoothest results yet. The professional AC motor and OptiHeat technology work together to dry faster and lock your style in place. They claim it's a, what's a 24-hour salon-worthy blow-dry. That, that's implying You're doing that, it yourself. Someone else isn't yeah. doing it. That's what you're paying for. Yeah, exactly. That's implying that you will get the the uh, outcome will be exactly the same as if you went to a salon. Surely not. What else do I need to look at here? No. Um, well, three heat and two speed settings. I mean, they could have evened that up a bit, couldn't they? It could have been three heat and three speed settings. It would make sense. You know, it, it would, wouldn't it? Yeah. And two speed settings, is that on and off or is that zero, one and two? Oh. Zero, one and two, right? Yeah, so actually three. So here's the most important bit. Price? No, how long's the cord? The cord length, of course, is a very important part <laughs> of, of hair dryers. Three meters, that's enough to tangle, isn't it? <laughs> there you go. See, I want to go for a 50, I want to go for like a 50 centimeter one, so yeah. you can't tangle it. Can you get cordless ones now? Oh, you probably can. Dyson will probably charge you a couple of grand for one. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was looking at uh, cordless jigsaws today. Don't need one. Oh, I want your life. Yeah. I'm looking at cordless hair dryers <laughs> and you're looking at cordless jigsaws. What, 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 it's two weeks before Christmas. Oh, wait, wait. Is that an important factor? Because Charlie's only got, she, you know, she's tiny. Because they, because you, you, literally you dry your hair for like years, don't oh, you? Oh, you need the weight. Yeah. Oh, I see. She can go up there, you know, at 7am, start drying her hair and I won't see her till 7pm. I reckon by now, women have evolved to a point where they've got inbuilt hair dryer strength. Right. Do you know what I mean? So what if if you had a two thousand four hundred watt one? Yeah. You now need to up that to four thousand eight hundred. Basically, because the hair's used to it. Basically. Yeah. I think that is the problem with with this evolution thing. Do you reckon a blow heater would do it? <laughs> you know those fans you get. Yeah. With I, the thermostat in. I reckon. Uh, I reckon no. Oh. <laughs> um, it's two weeks before Christmas when we're recording this. It's two weeks before Christmas. Can she not just wait till Christmas because that what kills two birds with one stone? Now. <laughs> What? Well, she needs you. You're actually giving a present. You've never, and you are. So Jen, your wife, obviously, hair dryer breaks. She goes out and buys one straight away. That's that's how it, how it happens. Mm. The thought of a hair dryer not being there tomorrow morning to dry said hair. Yeah, is is panic attack. That's anxiety. Right. So but no, I'm just saying you like, can't wait two weeks till I'm Christmas. I'm just saying if it was a kid, if it was if it was Noah, yeah, and and one of his toys broke. Action man's arm fell off or something. Yep. He said, I, I would like a new one. Two weeks before Christmas, you wouldn't say, yeah, I'll go and buy you one. You said, oh, well, Father maybe Christmas. Father Christmas might bring one. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Yeah. So why would you treat your wife any differently to your kids? Because she's 38, not four. Well, then... <laughs> but <laughs> Well, yeah, but the principle is still the same, isn't no, it? No, it's not. It is, because now what you're going to do is you're going to buy a new hairdress a hairdresser, you're going to buy a new <laughs> hairdryer now, and then you're going to have to buy some gifts. Do you know what that, that's like saying? That's like saying, so Jen, right, tomorrow has got um, the, the, the biggest night out of her life where she's going to get a promotion in her work. She's right. going to see all the important people. I'm a boss, people, so not going right? to Well, so she's got that, and the big night is tomorrow, okay. and she realises she's ran out of fake tan yeah. the, the night before. Right. Are you going to say to her, well, it's Christmas soon, love. You can wait two weeks, can't you? She can't wait. Uh, Sharpie? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, what I would that's was... that's the equivalent. I know that sounds like it's pretty hard. No, because fake tan is like five pound to buy some. No, fake but, tan. no, it's, forget the money. 
it's that's how important it is. Hair drying needs to be there next day for said hair to really? be blown dried. So have you had to get an Amazon Prime next day delivery? I've done it now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally just done it whilst I've been chatting about this because I've pissed myself off that much. <laughs> I've just gone I'll just buy that one. I've found out which one's got the best reviews. I've found out which one's the cheapest out of those and I've just pressed... And I've, I've, I've done... I've even done one click buy. That's how peed off I really? am. Really? Yeah, so it's dumb. It was 120 quid and I got it for 49.99. And I've looked elsewhere and they are that price. So... How much? I think it might be an Amazon warehouse where the box might be damaged. <laughs> but shh, don't tell her. She'll never know. Will you take it out the box before she sees it? No, I'll stick. I'll, I might um, I might wrap it up and I'll stick the sellotape over the bit where the box is damaged. So as she unwraps it... She'll think it's her. She'll think it's her. <laughs> oh, I love a bit of mar marital manipulation. That's, that's what I'll do. But she'll be happy. She will. As long as she's got dry hair, right? Yeah. Um, have we got time to talk about what's been going on in your life? I think we have. We? Yeah, yeah. What's been going on in your life? Well, I haven't had the uh, the hair dry drama. Well, thank the Lord. I know. Um, but Ted's been ill again. That's not as bad as the hair dry drama. Oh, yeah, I'd much rather, I'd much rather <laughs> Ted be ill. Um, yeah, he had a little croup. Oh! Uh, croup. He's been hacking his way through the week. One of the most annoying illnesses. Yeah. Well, he's, he's kind of... He's all right, probably, isn't he? During the day, he's quite well in himself. Like, a lot of energy still, and, like, he'll watch a bit of TV, but then mm. he'll kind of be bouncing around. Oh, let's do this, let's do that. And we'll be like, no, you've got to rest. Like, chill. Yeah. Um, and but then at night, it, like because I yeah, guess it, it all settles down and like all the um, like phlegm and everything just kind of gets lodged. It's a terrific sound, isn't it? Yeah, <gasps> yeah. <gasps> and when he's when he's talking now, he sounds a bit like um, Barry White. Why don't you quickly? Why don't you make hay while the sun's shining? Get him into voiceovers quickly. <laughs> Because it's going to break. It was a bit like Ali Jones walking in the air, the snowman. Yeah. We always knew his, his voice was going to yeah. break. Do you know why I'm not going to do that? Because I'm so annoyed with the advert that currently goes out on, I'm pretty sure it goes out on Heart. Oh, right. right. Because it's that it's for, link, it's for LinkedIn. And it's this bloke going, uh, the, the job for this and the job for that and the job for this. Oh, I got the voiceover. Yeah, and then he goes, and this is how I got this job as a voiceover. <laughs> no, he didn't, dude. Yeah. yeah. Shut up. Yeah, exactly. You've been a professional voiceover, yeah. uh, you know, on many, the scene many for years. the last 20 years. Yeah, probably before LinkedIn was even a thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I'm not going to do that. <laughs> can, can companies do that anymore, though? I don't think, can what, they lie? do that? <laughs> lie. <laughs> yes, I reckon most companies lie. Well, they, they probably put it in the artistic license category. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes you can manipulate the magic, can't you? But I don't think you can do that anymore, can you? <laughs> I think we need a photo. Can we just get a photo what? of you sat there, <laughs> like like you're some kind of lord, like with your little <laughs> scarf, eating your satsuma or tangerine or whatever the fuck it is. Legs crossed. It smells too good. <laughs> Look at you, mate. Let me get a photo. I'll share this. What? <laughs> it's just funny. It's just a funny image. Oh, I love this accent, man. <laughs> right, um, should we get ready for a confession? Let's get ready for a confession. Welcome back to the confessional. Uh, uh, oh, is that was that a real one? Hmm. Oh, it's a bit quiet. Well, it's January. I feel like I need to have a new approach. A new approach? A new approach to the confessional. That sounded just like your creepy old self, though. It was quieter. Yeah, but quieter sometimes is creepier. Oh, well, what do you want? Something Look, more... Let me give you an example. Should I do so, accents? I'm this. good at accents. Ready, ready? Hello, welcome to the confessional. Okay, okay. so that's, yeah. Okay. And then, hello, welcome to the confessional. Creepier. Okay. But do you want something new? Well, what have you got for us? G'day, mates. Welcome to the confessional. Isn't that racist? No, it's Australianist. I don't think you can do impressions anymore. It's not an impression, it's an accent. Can you do accents? Yeah. Is that allowed nowadays? Yeah. Uh, 
Well, it's Scottish. You see, the, the thing is with accents, I can't do them. So whatever, <laughs> at whatever point we are now, you know, in the political world of correctness, right. I can't do it regardless. So no. it doesn't matter. Do they all sound the same? Uh, yeah. Let's Everything molds, <laughs> it molds into one. Well, anyway, we've got a confession here. Have we got a name? Who's it from this week? I think it's from a guy called Ian. So this is what Ian has to say. <laughs> There's actually no name on this confession. It's Ian. So maybe Ian perhaps didn't want to be named and you've just named him. <laughs> <laughs> well. That's for the sake of this You know what? There's lots of Ians in the world. So. Steve. <laughs> yeah. Steve, Ian. I once took my two girls swimming. They would have been around five and three, having a great time when the little one wanted the toilet. Not another toilet confession. <laughs> Mate, to be honest, most of parenting is based around... Poo. poo. <laughs> so the poo, wee, or sick. One of the one of the first visits without a swim nappy. Typical. I carried her through the water when I felt the poo appear. In a hurry, with the older one whinging, she didn't want to get out. I rushed to the loo and locked ourselves in the large double cubicle. It was a mess, but the kids wanted to go back in. So scooping the poo, which had at this point fallen to the floor, I threw this in the loo. Then I cleaned the loo and the floor with metres of loo roll. But how did I? How should I get the costume clean? Multiple big, multiple big washes of the costume. It was finally clean. Slipped it back on, and after a thorough washing of hands, went back to the pool for another fun session. I never told my wife; <laughs> she would have been horrified. In brackets, I did sort of tell her, just not about getting back in. I felt it was a proud day for my quick thinking and turnaround. Flipping heck, mate. Think of the other people swimming in your... in that crap. What is it they always say, that there's enough chlorine to, to counter for that, but you never trust it, do you? And while we're on the subject of swimming pools and bodily functions... All right. Um... Do, do you remember they always used to say that there was the, the, the dye in the pool? So if you peed in the pool... Yeah, it turns blue. It turns blue. Did anyone ever go to a pool where that actually happened? I, it was on a film, wasn't it? On um, In Between Us? I don't know. I think it was. I think that it's on a film, but no, it's never happened. Yeah, but you've been into, in quite a few swimming pools. Yes, and pissed in every single one. And I've been in quite a few <laughs> swimming pools. Um, I've only done it if I've had to. So we've all, we've all, if you've had to, when have you ever? You've never had to. You could, there's always been a toilet within. No, I might distance. have drank a lot of water before I went in and thought, "All oh, right, um, I, I, I've left it too late." Really? Oh, you come on! How many times as a, as a kid did you leave it too late? So it's a little bit of peeing your pants. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, you do. <laughs> Come on. No. But my point is, has anyone in their life experienced this so-called die if you pee in the pool? Well, write in if you have. Because I, I haven't. I haven't experienced it. No, I haven't. And thank God, because otherwise I'd be in permanent blue pool of blue. You'd be surrounded. Yeah, that's the one I'm a, looking for. Yeah, thanks. By a blue whirlpool. Yeah. I mean, with the trumpiness. Surely everyone sort of just wheezes in the pool. No, you don't do that. We in the pool? I'll, I'll, do you, okay, if you have a bath, do you wee in the bath? I'd rather not answer that question. You do, don't you? <laughs> and is that because... I don't, actually. Ted does. Yeah. It's very different because it's a much smaller body of water. I think it's wrong to pee in the bath if you know that there's A, someone in there with you, mm. or B, someone in, someone going in after mm. you. That's wrong. But I think if you're in there by yourself... Yeah, but only after you've washed your hair. And when you've, when, when you've peed in the bath, if you've ever done it, I've never done this, I'm just asking for a friend. When you peed in the bath, do you make sure, like, wherever the water level is, that you try and bring the willy over the water level so you can see it dribble out? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I do. I've also tried this thing where you can open the plug hole and then you can wee straight down the plug hole, but in the bar. Yeah, yeah. So it just joins it. So then you get like a whirlpool. The little whirlpool that takes you down straight yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. Good times, eh? Good times, great times. <laughs> oh, wow. A nice little trip down nostalgia Pierce yeah. Avenue there. Yeah. <laughs> What else I've done that makes me, no, let's makes me happy? Um, uh, so if your name was Ian or Steve, um, dude, th- these sort of confessions for me, totally forgive them. I don't think you can go. I mean, you can't, because you can't go back into the pool. You can't help. Oh, really? I mean, it's he a cleaned bit, as much as he could. Rot- so, I mean, it's a bit rotten, isn't it? Yeah, but he cleaned everything out. And the kids still want to go and swim. They still want to play. They might have only been in there a couple of minutes. Oh, when you take if you, you know when you've taken the kids swimming as well, do you do that thing where for me I'm like, oh. so I get in there. To be fair, the last time I went, I had a bad knee, so we were, we had and we had to be in the shallow end. I was like, oh. you get in, so you get you get undressed first of all, you get everything changed. That takes like thirty minutes, so you go, I'm already over it. This is even before I'm in the I'm in the pool. Then you get into the pool and you go, do you do what I do? I just constantly look at the clock. I go, I mean, uh, yeah, it feels yeah. like we've been in here two hours, yeah, and we've been in here for two minutes, yeah. I mean, I do. how long do you give it? Oh, well, the other day we were in over an hour. I always say an hour, but I do, it's 40 and I'm, I'm I think, oh, it's no, done. we need to get out now because it's going to take yeah. a while for us to get yeah, changed. 10 minutes to get changed. Because get, yeah. getting undressed 30 minutes, getting changed, double it. The thing is, sorry about that. The thing is, <laughs> good. Good Christmas film. Polar Express. Oh, I knew Last, there was one. We were talking about this on Christmas I Day. I knew there was one. I mean, one. one of the. In fact, that is That's the film that we we unwrapped it? the presents Every to. Day. Yeah. It was me saying it was Home Alone. Sorry, I know we're Christmas late now. I can't believe it. But we would. Ah. Oh. Anyway. Ah, oh, yeah. Hot, hot, hot. Hot, hot chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can All you right. not put your sticker on All your right, on your coat, it. please? Sticky, sticky. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I kind of forgiven, but kind of not. I think you're forgiven up to going back in. So you're more forgiven than you are unforgiven. Yeah. And I said forgiven, so yeah. that means you're forgiven. forgiven. Okay, forgiven. Yeah. Ian, well done. Right. Well done, Ian. Uh, if you want to get involved and you want to submit a confession, uh, thedadsnet.com, hit Dad Podcast, and you can do it there. Um, we would love them. You can remain anonymous, and we promise not to screw up and say your name by accident, Al. Yeah, sorry, Ian. Ian. Steve. Ah. Sorry, Ian. Ian. Right, next, I think we've got a guest. We, we have, we've got a very exciting guest. His name is Matt Riley, a.k.a. The Life of Riley Family on Instagram. Was I, was I available to do this one? Nope. Oh, okay. Right. But he's also, um, he was on season, maybe season three, possibly, of Bake Off, of um, oh, The Great British Bake Off. Amazing. So he's basically, he was on the same season as Nadia. Everyone knows Nadia, she's got to be like the most famous. Did she win? Yeah, yeah, she won it, and she's definitely done the best out of everyone who's won it. Yeah, because everyone knows not like she's a household. But name. She was amazing. She was really good. Um, and he, but he did pretty well. I think he came like fourth. So not as good. Not as good as winning. He didn't win it, no. No, well, he definitely didn't win. But considering he's never baked before in his life. Oh well, that's impressive. <laughs> he did well, we find out about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a really funny guy. So uh, yeah, enjoy. What's his name? Matt Riley. Okay. Welcome back to Don't Tell Your Mum podcast. Uh, I'm joined by Matt Riley, Hello. aka The Life of Riley. Did you, was that you originally? Um, like the very first. Was I the first Life of Riley? Yeah. Or maybe in your family? 
I feel like it should be. Yeah, I mean, I... It's a Lightning Seed song, isn't it, from years ago? Which... Um, Nodding. And an old... Actually, if you Google it, which I did, obviously, when I went to steal it for an Instagram name, <laughs> it's an old black and white TV programme as well. <laughs> really? Which, um, yeah, gets way more hits than me, yeah. I imagine. It's a good thing, though. Life of, the life of Riley is, like, supposedly, like, oh, you're living the life of Riley. I know, yeah. I mean, I haven't looked into what it means. I bet there's some sort of really old-school dark... <laughs> history behind it but I'm taking it as yeah. a happy place yeah are you in a happy place I'm alright actually yeah, yeah but generally I try to be yeah so tell us a little bit about yourself right I mean like a, I... like a like a dating bio yeah okay nice. so um, I'm 42 <laughs> years old um, straight I'm, yeah I'm, I'm really tall <laughs> I'm yeah overly tall <laughs> and I'm a dad of two and I'm a firefighter <gasps> and what else have I done have I done anything else of note blue eyes yeah wonderful hair yeah yeah quite thin ankles surprisingly <laughs> thin ankles <laughs> I mean that's me do you lead with that on a date? I do yeah bike? I do yeah if anyone's looking for a guy with thin ankles I mean it's what man. it's what um, you know made my wife's mind up she was like look at those ankles he's mine <laughs> yeah, I mean um, is there a difference between a fireman and a firefighter fireman is they, try and, get, they try and get away from that Oh, because now, it's a man. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, I it's, I think having grown up with firemen, yeah, not like you know, not in my house, but you know, yeah, like sure. fireman Sam, for example. <laughs> yeah, it's really. I, I often go to say it, but yeah, it's the preferred term. I think is firefighter. Yeah, it sounds pretty cool as well. <sighs> yeah, firefighter. Yeah, it does. Do you enjoy it? I love it. Yeah, there's. It's it's a weird thing. There's obviously rubbish bits to it. Yeah, but the good bits definitely outweigh the. Yeah. Bad bits, and I suppose even in the rubbish bits that are not that are hard, you're still doing good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The weird thing about it is, so it's what I wanted to do when I was at school and sort of left school. That's not true. Actually, I wanted to be a, be a, I would be a rock star when I was at school. <laughs> but it's what I <laughs> real life wanted to do, um, and yeah, I did it because I think genuinely. I like helping people. And yeah. I think anyone you speak to, you get all of the gruff guys who are like, oh, this is, you know, just a tough man's job sort of thing. No, yeah. you, you still get those guys, although they're less now, I think, than they were years ago. But I think deep down, everyone wants to help someone. Yeah. So our job is you're generally finding people at their worst situation. Mm -hmm. When bad things have happened, we turn up. So if you can make that a bit better for them, then that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Just on that, you wanting to be a rock star. Mm. You once, so the context here is I know Matt fairly well. Like we live in the same town, we go for beer every now and again. Um, but you told me a story once about um, agreeing to do a gig yeah. with, no, with no band. Well, it, it's sort of, um, it, again, like the story of my life, I generally end up blagging the way onto things and then trying to work out how to do them once it's happened. So I, I had a mate who, who sort of had a, or ran a music venue which is in a, in a town we live in, Tunbridge Wells, there's a little place called The Forum, which is a good venue. Like Oasis have played there, you know, loads yeah. of big bands have played there. And I said, oh, I'll get my band to play there if you want. <laughs> I was talking to the guy who did the bookings. And I didn't know you had a band. I was like, oh, big time, yeah. <laughs> and we're wicked. And um, <laughs> and he was like, okay, well, I can give you a I'll give you like a Tuesday support act. I went, no, no, if we're going to do it, I want like a Friday night, no support act, we're the main act. Yeah. I was like, I was, I'll definitely, 100% will sell it out. And he was like, okay, well, I'll give you it then. And I didn't have a band. <laughs> Or any musical ability. So I then, I knew people who were in bands. So I then quickly phoned up people and, you know, let's start a band. 
They're like, yeah, okay. When do you want to practice? I went, no, we ain't got time to that. Let's just do a gig. <laughs> so we did our first gig on a Friday night at this venue, which again is a good venue. We're, but they were proper musicians, so they could play, you know, so guitar, bass, drums. So I was like, you lot just play. I'll make up some words. Like, you just essentially have a jam session. I'll sing. But so the, the sort of context of it was, I was, I've been a skateboarder for most of my life, right? So I was working in a skate shop. So I knew all the young kids who were into punk music yeah. and stuff. So the band was called Hemorrhage, by the way. That was the, that was the made up name. Rock and roll. Yeah. And mine, did you did you make that up on the spot when he said? We'll yeah, book sort you. of. Yeah, almost. And then I did up. I drew up some posters, <laughs> of um, I mean, really grim posters. And um, every kid who came in the shop, I'd be like, oh man, I can't believe Hemorrhage are playing. Like, not you going? They were like, yeah, yeah. I was like, they're massive. Like, I was like, this first UK gig in years. They're gonna be. It's gonna be the biggest thing you've ever seen. So we sold it out, and they were queuing <laughs> like round the building. Really? Yeah, and it was. Oh, it was horrific. It was carnage. It was. It, so. A little bit more context. We came out of stage, the band were playing. I came on stage and the venue's beer pumps had stopped working. So they only sold cans of beer, right? So this kid had put a can of beer on the stage and I ran up, you know, being all punk rock, booted it off and it went about a foot and a half, but it was full and hit his kid in the side of the head. <laughs> he went down. My, my brother was, there, everyone was smashing stuff up, chairs got smashed up. My brother fell over, had his ear ripped. I mean, oh. it was, there was oh, pretty rough blood, and, well, right? and there's a, my mate videoed it all, so we got it all on video. I remember, there's just a moment where I'm like on the video, I'm looking at him, thinking, "Oh man, <laughs> this has gone either brilliantly or we're getting you know, people are going to hospital in a minute." Did you get invited back? Yeah, we did. Yeah, so he said, like, so Lawrence, the guy, who booked it. I still speak to him every now and again, and he still he was like, "That was one of the best things I've ever seen." Yeah, and um, I mean, it was awful. Don't like you know, like in terms of best things, as in. It was funny. Yeah. It wasn't musically quality, good. It wasn't good quality. I mean, the best of the band, they were in big bands, you know, yeah. they were like, they could do it. It was just me. Make, so, making words up. Yeah, made it up, yeah. And um, <laughs> and then we went back and we did, we did another gig with support. We had, next time we did a gig, we had like three support acts. Yeah. And it was, and they had like, man, backstage, they had like managers. And, and thinking, oh man, this We've is... We've never even practiced. Yeah, and they started playing and they were actually had some skills and then we came on and half the people left and it was... But it's exactly actually, it should have gone badly. Yeah. I mean, accidentally, the first one went well. <laughs> Can you make up a line now? No, it was, it was just random shouting of words. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you know the band, like the Dead Kennedys or something like that. It was that sort of just, ah, you know, real. Right. Yeah. It was quality. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. And I, that's, mean... I think that's what I learned quite early on then. I don't know how old I was, but I sort of thought, if you like, tell someone, someone with complete conviction, yeah. it's probably going to, they'll believe you. Yeah. And you just go for it. So, yeah, it's worked all right. And that, that mantra or ethos in life got, got you in, ended up on a TV show. So, yeah, I ended up on the Bake Off with, with no real baking ability. <laughs> or not... At, no, that's... So I keep... I kept getting told whilst we were filming to not say I didn't know what I was doing. So you do the interviews between Bake Off, right? I'm giving you a bit of, like... I'll tell you the backstory in a sec. But during it, they're going, OK, Matt, how do you feel about today's cake and I'll go oh I haven't got a clue never made it it was a nightmare they kept going right stop saying you don't know what you're doing yeah. because there's people who really want to be in this who do know what they're doing yeah. so they kept having to say I've got less baking knowledge than the others Yeah. they're like use that term because at some point in the future you might want to actually pretend you know what you're doing Yeah. but um, yeah I did that so I baked a couple of bits for the guys at the fire station bake off was on telly and they went and it was at the end when they go you can apply for next year's yeah. show and I, they went you should do that these biscuits are nice and I went yeah I should definitely get on that <laughs> and I don't know how many thousands of people apply but it's a, you know it's a big lot. 
And, um, well, this was after. This was not. It wasn't the first series, was it? No, no. So I was in the. F- I was in 2015. Yeah. So it built. It had been gained quite a lot. Yeah. So it was the year. Nadia won is the easiest yeah. way to put it. So it was the big, like it was the big one. It, I yeah. think it topped out at 15 and a half million people watched yeah. the final. It was. Wow. It was mega. And um, yeah. So. I think I baked probably 15 things by the time I got on the bake. And they were like, in the intro, they're like, and these are the 12 best amateur bakers in the country. And you're like, wow. How have I ended up on this? But subsequently, but then again, you know, like, they need a, they need a full guy. Do you know what I mean? They need yeah. someone to go on who's going to go off on week one. Yeah. But you didn't. But I didn't, no. I, went, I did seven weeks out of ten. So I turned out good. I was better than I thought I was. Yeah. How did you get through each round? Just, um... I don't know, just it, like the bits where it's um, so the technical challenge where you've got yeah. a tea towel covering your cre- ingredients and you lift it up and everyone's no one knows what they're baking. Yeah, that was the sort of leveler for me. Yeah, because everyone yeah. else knew their technicals or the the other bits that they baked and they practiced it loads of times. But for me, it was like, well, no one knows about this bit. Yeah, and the reality was, people were going, oh, isn't it nervous? You know, like the men and Sue were on it when I was there, like, oh, is it are you nervous about this? I was like, well, not really, because. Essentially, it's baking a cake. Like if it goes, if it goes wrong, <laughs> if it goes wrong, no one's going to die. I mean, if, if it goes really wrong, someone will die. Do I mean, I could, yeah. Poor but, um, yeah, and you sort of like, what's the worst that's going to happen? I just won't come back and bake this a cake next week. Yeah. So I think because of work, because of the job I was doing, it's yeah. like, well, this isn't really stressful, is it? This and you is weren't just, in it to win it. I just because I thought it was like every week I'd phone up and go to my wife, Alex. Yeah, she go, how'd you get on? Like she was already ready for me to go. Yeah. I was, I'm out, and I was like, I got through again. <laughs> she was like, okay, right. And so every week, someone keep people going. Oh, wouldn't you have loved to have won it? And I was like, if I'd won it, yeah, can you imagine? It would have been a shambles. <laughs> I definitely shouldn't have won it. And I did, yeah, I did seven weeks, so I did a really good run. Turned out I was quite good at baking. I got star baker. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I did, I did all right. And um, actually, I did as far as I could have hoped to have gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'd run out of leave from work, so I was like. I hope I go home this week. <laughs> yeah, need to. <laughs> when I have a job to go back to. Exactly. So, no, it was great. But, yeah, I just blagged it again a little bit. Nice. Have you um, have you continued the baking theme? So, like, bake, do you bake now? Do you bake with your kids? So, the thing was, like, because it was so big, you get contacted by people quite a lot afterwards. Yeah. And people ask you, are you going to do a cookbook? And, again, it would have been a bit Twelve sort of fraudulent to go, <laughs> oh, yeah, I could tell people how to bake because yeah. I didn't really know so what I did do was started a YouTube channel mm-hmm. baking because my wife was on maternity leave our little boy was born whilst Bake Off was going out um, we got a kitchen like a nice size kitchen and my wife would film me recipes and that way sort of it wasn't so much new recipes it was almost like techniques and bits yeah. and pieces and that went alright and until my little boy was able to sort of like crawl around and I don't know, did you say get in the way? He got in the way. Like, it was hard. It became Kids really do hard. get in the way yeah, like, a lot. It's really hard. Like, I found it really hard talking to a camera yeah. for YouTube because I was like, my wife is in telly, right? So she talks to camera. She's yeah. good at it. And I was like, do you want me to put the sugar in now? She's like, why are you asking me? Don't, just do it. You can bake. I don't know. Shall I shake it? Shall I mix it now? What do you want me to do? And I felt really... It, it, I think it was a, genuinely the closest we've come to divorce was yeah. when she was filming me and I was trying to bake. So it got to the point where I'd just film myself with Rue, my little boy, in a high chair next to me. Yeah. And it became sort of funny. And then he got introduced more and the baking went less. So it sort of then led into like 
So at that point, I was doing Instagram, was yeah, baking yeah. related, YouTube was baking related. Then the cake slowed down and the yeah. kids came in a bit more and it just led into like the life of Riley. Yeah, you know, like the sort of family vlogs and stuff. Yeah. And um, oh, it was such a relief to not have to... Because every week, put out a new recipe. I was like, I did a cake last week. Yeah. That was... I knew that cake. I mean, what's my next? <laughs> and yeah, it was hard. And whilst trying to fit it in around a full-time job and kids. Yeah. And, yeah. You should have bought Nadia's cookbook and then just I mean, I could have done, done some it just, of them. Yeah. I mean, I think... <laughs> I, I, I might be wrong here, and I'm sure someone will sort of say I'm wrong, but I think if you change two ingredients to a recipe, it's your recipe. So if you go, oh, it's 300 grams of caster sugar, and you go, well, 300 grams of golden caster sugar. Oh, right. And add... I don't know, like a bit of cocoa as opposed to a bit of flour. That's your recipe. Really? But, yeah, I think so. I mean, if I get now... I mean, how many recipes are there out there? Do you know what? That. That's it, though, isn't it? Like, it's a cake. Yeah. And you go, how do you make a Victoria sponge? Where's a, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a Victoria it's, sponge. Yeah, there's, there's ingredients. Yeah. You know, if you're putting, like, lamb in it, yeah, it's yours. It's your, it's your <laughs> did, own style, did, but... You, you did put... Um, for for your, one of your additions, you made a... Christmas dinner in a pie. I did. So that was, yeah, so that was in my, yeah, the audition stage of Bake Off. Amazing. So, I mean, it was a full layered, people turned up with beautiful looking, wonderful things to get, you know, to get onto the show and they go, oh, I've flavoured it with this, I've done this and I've done this. And what have you done? I put, I put a Christmas dinner in a pie <laughs> and you can see the other contestants are, like, what a loser. And the blokes are, yeah, the, the, the selector's like, that guy's a legend. <laughs> But yeah, it was brilliant. I think that's still my, my best thing I've ever, yeah. I've ever made. I mean, it was you, about four stone, this but it was, it was proper. It was a full yeah. Christmas dinner. What uh, do you do that at Christmas? Have you, uh, ever, have you ever done it since? No, it's a nightmare. Really? <laughs> really? No. I mean, I don't... Because every part of that I would I want. Yeah, it was like it was like a raised pie, like pork pie sort of crust as well. It was, it was banging. I mean, oh, I should love do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean I'll, Just a, I'll one, buy one this one, one slice of that with some gravy. Oh, Delicious. man, yeah, I'm getting back on that this afternoon. Cannot be serious. I want to put in a little request for Christmas. I mean, it did take about a day and a half to make, but you know, I'm sure we can make a, a cheap. Because I made like the stuffing and everything. Do you know what I mean? We've got the chestnut yeah. roasted down. Oh, really? I just buy some packs yeah. or whatever and a, some Bird and Matthews yeah. turkey slices. I'm even happy to have ready-made pastry as well. <laughs> if if that's. I mean, it's good. It makes be, it easier. Yeah, make life easier, <laughs> isn't it? Amazing. So okay, so we're into um, the family stuff now mm -hmm. um, what how two kids yes Rue how old's Rue now Rue is four and Elsie is two yeah and being a farmer so you do like four shifts on four shifts off right yeah, no not now oh. so I've just recently changed I left I was in London Fire Brigade yeah. for the last eight years and now I've joined Kent Fire Brigade which is just different shifts yeah. so I've got to do a certain amount of hours a week and I sort of we work it out okay. amongst ourselves really and so yeah. you can be around a lot of the time. Yeah, so at the moment I'm doing 24-hour shifts. So you almost do one or two of them a week. Yeah. And that's your work. Yeah. Wow. So you're still doing the same amount of hours. You're yeah. doing them in a more condensed yeah. way. So yeah, I, I, I left London purely to have more time at home. Yeah. Yeah. And how's that? how is that now? It's great, yeah. I mean, it's, I, mean I, I sort of judge everything on my mates who've had kids before me who work Monday to Friday, yeah. leave at half seven, get home at seven o'clock at night an office job or, you know, whatever sort of job. I think the amount of time, you know, they cram all their parenting into a weekend. Yeah. Let's well, face it, you'd probably be hungover Saturday morning. <laughs> Something's got to happen. Then you've got Sunday. Then in your brain, you're going, I'll go back to work tomorrow. But for me, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm really lucky. So I can work night shifts, and that means around all day. Yeah. Or work a day shift, which I'm now at home by half six, put the kids to bed. Yeah. So, yeah, I spend a lot more time at home. Yeah. Which is brilliant. And in that time at home, what... 
have you what's kind of been your biggest parenting mistake oh god confession like you can get this off your chest you know is there anything you want to see I was thinking about this on the way up and nothing really other than it's not a confession like I think the reality for parenting for me and when Alex is pregnant and you're looking forward to having your first child you're thinking oh this is going to be wicked we, we knew we were going we, we found out the, the sex both yeah. sides before they are born so I'm going to have a little boy this is going to be it as a skateboarder I'm like right this is going to be he next time I, you I, yeah, I don't, you know I don't want him to be like mega but I want him to be really into it and he's really not into it <laughs> when it's a real it's a bit of a kick because you're going so I've got him like a, you know, he's got a, I've got my skateboard in the front room yeah. we've got a wooden floor so he can skate in our house and it's was just intentional well, I mean, you know, it wasn't... Did you get a wooden floor so you could skateboard in your house? Oh, well, it doesn't hurt, does it? It's like, you know... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it does hurt, actually, yeah. But um, so, yeah, it's not really a parenting fail or whatever, but it's just the thing of constantly getting to get the skateboards out. Yeah. No. Really? Let's just get them out. So, yeah, it's just that sort of thing of trying to push someone towards something that yeah. they're really a little bit... But, it's like, you know, he was like two at the time. <laughs> so I'm just showing him videos on my phone, like, look at this. Yeah. And he's like, you're going on YouTube, he's, he's seen... Peppa Pig or let's look at that no 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 check this video skateboarding now. Like, look at this is well good and he's got no interest so it's just that sort of thing of being quite conscious to, and it's, again it's not a foul but it's yeah. just being that thing of trying to push him towards something that yeah I, I, I completely empathise with that like, nice oh well thank you very much for no thank in. you like, very much your time is much appreciated and um, I never know what to say then I'll like it's an and um, let's think quickly and and um, There you go. If you want to follow Matt on Instagram, it's the Life of Riley Family um, on Instagram. Have a search. Good song, Lightning Seeds. Yeah, bloody well, good song. The Life of Riley. Do you remember that being the theme tune to? Um, was it the? Was it? Was it Match of the Day? Was it no? What? Oh no! Wasn't it when football went to ITV for a bit? Was it that one and they used it? No, that was. It's a beautiful no, day. No, oh, no, it wasn't. It was for. It was for Goal of the Week. They used it. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. He. Um, I think his wife is called. On Instagram, the wife of Riley. Very good. Yeah. Worth a follow just for that. There you go. Uh, but yeah, great guys. Hilarious. Brilliant. And, um, and he's a good guy, a firefighter as well. He seemed like a really nice chap. Yeah, he is. Really lovely chap. Well, I think that's everything for this this week's episode. Oh, is it over already? Over already. Um, you have forgotten to do something, obviously, during this episode. Have I? What date? Oh, yeah, sorry. What date, <laughs> I knew she was gonna what date did we record eighth, this? Eighth, eighth sorry. Of, what was that? 8th of January. Yeah, two days away from a very important. Um, Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Happy. I know, I'll do a different one. Happy birthday to you. Do that you. As much as you want. I'll be honest with you. If we get to the end, that'd be Happy great because I just want my present. To you. Nice. Happy birthday. You're not sat on my knee, by the to way. To Jake Kane. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> To you. I'll be honest, I had a little twitch. <laughs> mate, mate, there's a lot of people twitching who listen to that. that's the best birthday present that anyone's Wasn't ever it? given me. Wasn't it? Yeah. I feel a little bit embarrassed. Thanks a lot. Do you feel embarrassed? Yeah, a little, a little bit shy. You see, I'm okay with it. Maybe coy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get away with you. Oh, you cheeky little... Did you have a good though. birthday, though? Uh, Matt, I'm 45, you know. This is... Uh, are you? Yeah, these are the, these are the time. This is the time now where you you hope you have another birthday. <laughs> yeah, I've reached I can that make point. another one. Uh, yeah, and yeah. remember, it's a privilege to get old. Oh, we, we will leave it on that, shall we? Yeah. Um, 
download, subscribe, rate, rate us, review, uh, listen on Global Player, and uh, yeah, and don't forget if you want to get involved, thedadsnet.com. Hit or the dad social podcast. media, the Dad's Net or JK Jason King. Yeah, um, all of that sort of stuff. Thank you for listening. Have a fantastic week. Um, we're back next week. Cheers. Bye.